Grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Friday, April 17th, and I'm joined today by a longtime friend who has been a mentor to me and for a large chunk of ministry has been my pastor as well. Um, his name is Britt Merrick. Want to say hi, Britt? Hey, everybody. Hi, Dave. Hey, Britt is the founding pastor of Reality, which is what we're a part of, Reality San Francisco, and is recently retired from full-time pastoring. And what I want to do is I, I just want to have a conversation. It's Conversation Friday. A conversation about loss. And the reason why I want to have a conversation about loss is loss is a huge part of what the globe is, what the world is going through right now with COVID-19. There's a loss of people. Um, massive amount of people have died because of this virus. Uh, there's obviously loss of jobs, a loss of normalcy. And I just want to have a conversation with Brett around how we deal with loss as someone who has dealt with loss and has pastored people through loss, what Britt has learned and just have a conversation around it. If you didn't know, um, Britt and his wife, Kate lost their daughter, Daisy to cancer. Um, seven years ago, seven yes. years ago. And, um, that, that was, that was probably the worst loss that can happen. And, um, and you've also pastored people through various forms of loss, as I have. Um, so I guess just to start this conversation, Brett, how, um, let's talk about loss for a bit. I know that's not the funnest topic to talk about, but I think it's so relevant to our globe right now and what people are going through. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I think all of us right now and in the days ahead are experiencing and will experience sort of losses that you know we never even dreamed of and certainly that we're not prepared for that's the thing about loss is you you can't really prepare yourself for it you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of things in life that come our way and we can kind of prepare for it we can make you know financial preparations and plans concerning work and vocation but there's certain times where you, things you just can't you just can't plan for and not only can you not really plan for the kind of loss that I think a lot of us are experiencing? Uh, but we're not really very well equipped for loss. You know, I, I don't think that when God designed us, I don't think he designed us for loss. You know, I think that the mm. kind of loss that we experience is, is a product of the fall. Mm. And so I don't think it was original intent. So it feels like when you're really experiencing severe loss, you have this sense of, Hey, I, I am not ready for this. I'm not equipped for this. I, I can't even, uh, I can't even sort of begin to wade through the feelings of this loss in a way that makes sense to me. It's such a like, um, like disorienting, uh, disorienting. Yeah. It really upsets your equilibrium. And so I, I think that's, uh, part of why it's so hard for us is, is we're not made for it. You can't really prepare for it. And I, I don't think we're well equipped for it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I haven't thought about it like that, especially um, it being such a product of the fall that we were actually never meant for separation. We're never meant for the kind of loss that, that we suffered post, you know, Genesis three and, and how disorienting it is, how, how tears are warranted 
how just sometimes sitting, Jesus sitting in tears and weeping, just like, it's not, it's not what I want. It's not what, what I intended. This is not, this is not it. And so that disorienting feeling is like, that's okay to like, to not feel like you were ready for this because nobody was. Right. And nobody is. Yeah, nobody is at all. And I, I think part of why loss is so hard for us is we experience these emotions that we just didn't know before. Hmm. You know, loss touches the deepest places. I mean, it, it'll touch identity issues, right? So we, yeah. we lose our vocation and we wonder about identity. We lose key relationships and we wonder, you know, who am I without that person? Uh, key regular contact, who am I without these rhythms, you know? And so deep issues like identity are touched and that, that really gets to the core of like exist, existential issues. Yeah. So who, who am I now and what does it mean if I don't have that yeah. fill in the blank? And that, whatever that is, isn't even necessarily the main point. The thing that I, I've really meditated on about loss and, and pain as well is that they're not relative meaning nobody gets to say oh well your loss isn't that bad because i lost this mm. or your pain isn't that severe because i've felt this we don't as humanity get to say that to one another pain isn't a relative thing mm. it, it's real to whatever the degree that you're experiencing it and so i, I think what that what that does then is it, it keeps us from sort of dismissing the, that experience of loss according to whatever that blank is that that if it's a vocation a relationship a, a, a child a space or place in life whatever that is um those feelings of loss are still very real and common to all of us wow that is i think that's so freeing i think it's going to be freeing for people to hear this it's freeing for me because especially you have i think you have the authority to say that because you've, you've lost probably one of the hardest, worst things that you can lose. And you can say, listen, I might've lost this and your loss is not any less painful than my loss because that's real to you and that's okay. And that's so freeing for people to go, I lost my job. And sometimes we feel guilty that, well, but I didn't lose this, so I should still be happy, but I'm not. And then guilt right. is heaped on, on top of pain. And I feel like what you're allowing us to do is like to pull that guilt off and go, you don't have to feel guilty for that. That's real. That loss is real. And it's not relative. That pain is real. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the slippery slopes of our sort of cultural, you know, bent toward relativism is we start to dismiss stuff. And I hate the saying like, well, it can always be worse or it could always be better. No, it's real. You need to be present in the state that you're in. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the, the mistakes that we make in loss and in pain is to try to dismiss it through relativism. Hmm. You know, well, it could be worse. What about the people here? And what about that? You cannot dismiss loss. You have to enter into loss. Yeah, gosh. You, can't, you cannot avoid it. Loss has become now in this world that we're living in, in the state of the fall, loss has become a key part of human experience. Again, I think unintended, but now a key part that we all have to experience and there's just no way around it. And I think one of the traps is 
well, I'll just shove this down or put it aside um, rather than entering into that space of loss and then really reckoning what it, what is that? So asking that question, who am I now having suffered that loss? Hmm. So entering into it, and that's such a good point. Like how does one begin to enter into their loss? How do you, how do you begin to step into it without trying to dismiss it? Cause I think a lot of us are, you know, you medicate it, you dismiss yeah. it, you feel guilt over it, whatever, but entering into loss, how, how do you begin to do that? You, you, you mentioned asking yourself hard questions that you're trying to, you know, like, who am I now? Like, how, how, how do you begin to enter into loss? Well, I think that it starts to, it starts with what we've already alluded to is not trying to reason it away. Um, the second thing is you just have to feel the feels, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the feelings that come with it. Feelings are meant to be felt. Yeah. And in times like this, where we're all experiencing loss, we are going to feel things that we have never felt before. And we are going to feel things that we have never wanted to feel. And we're going to start to feel things that feel like they're going to kill us. You know, there's feelings associated with this that we feel like I, I am not going to survive mm. this set of feelings or this wave of feeling. And so there's this deep impetus to try to get away from it. But that's where you enter in is you yeah. have to feel those things and you simply have to go through them. Wow. Yeah. It reminds me so much of, uh, I mean, just, just happened on Friday. We celebrated um, good Friday, but Jesus in Gethsemane, how he had, he had to feel all the feels all the way down um, and submitted all his feelings to God and God, God hears, you know, he submitted every single feeling. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. Like you know, all of those things. And those petitions are accepted. You know, they're not rejected by God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when Kate and I lost our daughter, Daisy Love, um, the, the verse that was really meaningful to us among so many others was that God stores up our tears in a bottle, you know what I mean? Yeah. That one. And what, what that kind of told us is that our, our pain and loss is really meaningful to God and that it's not lost on God. Yeah. And if he and somehow is sort of counting our tears, you know, and capturing in that, them in that way, then there, there's value in that. You know, there's value to us as humans and there's value before God in that. And that what that also, I think, tells us is that God is present then in those deep places. So that's why I say you've got to begin to enter into the feelings because I think it's there that we're going to discover the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we kind of meet God. We can meet yeah. God in those, in those feelings. We can meet God kind of at the depths of those things. Yeah. That is like, that, that's, those are scary places though. Cause we can feel ourselves. I don't know if you felt this before. I know you have, because actually we've talked about it where when you feel all those feels down to the bottom, you can also feel like you're losing yourself, that you're on the, on the brink of completely losing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there are some ways that there is some, there is some loss and some pain that seems like a bottomless pit. Like I said, where if I go into this, I am never coming out. And here's the truth. You're not supposed to come out the same on the other end of loss. And I, I think that when we expect to, we don't 
then honor that thing that we've lost. Maybe we've lost a relationship or a person or uh, a vocation or something. It's obviously something of value if we're grieving it that deeply. And therefore the loss of it has to change us in some way. Hmm. And the experience of that pain has to change us. And I, I think part of like, we have this sense of like, oh, I got to be strong and, you know, come out this on the other end, the same or, or better, or whatever that, that weird thing is. But in reality, loss is going to change us. Yeah. It's going to change us. And, and I think we have to let it change us for the yeah. better, of course. But if we don't let it change us, we're not honoring that thing. You know, I've, I've reflected on this a lot in the last year and still facing the loss of my daughter that how can I expect to be the same uh, with yeah. that loss? I shouldn't expect yeah. to be the same. Yeah. That loss is so profound that it ought to change me. And for me to pretend like it wouldn't change me is to somehow dishonor uh, that memory and that person that I've lost. Yeah. And wow, those are scary, dude. scary places, but they're, they're, they're real. That's so heavy and so good. Like, like, like heavy, like the weight of glory, you know, that's so good. Cause I think, I know there are people that listen kind of from all over the place. And I know that there are people that have lost loved ones to this already. And there are people that are, are afraid of losing loved ones and people that have lost, um, I know a lot of people that have lost jobs over this already yeah. and yeah. Um, and they've lost a sense of identity because some of them, the, what they did, they really loved doing and it shaped, it made them who they were and now they can't do that right now. And they're being kept from doing it because they were in a, a hospitality space or some space where they're like, no, you actually, your job is not. And this is another thing too, that always feels not essential. You know, like my job's not essential. Like, no, it's essential right. to me, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And there, yeah. there's some loss there. And to be able to be okay with going down to the bottom of that loss and saying and feeling like I'm going to be changed on the other side of this. And if I'm, and to the degree that I'm, I'm, I'm grieving, this is the degree that I, I love that thing. I love yeah. what I did, or I loved who, who that was, or I loved the people I spent time with or whatever. And that's why I'm grieving. Yeah. I, and I've like permission to do that permission granted that sort of thing to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, and that's not to um, that's not to sort of try to put some uh, flowery picture on it. You know, I, I, th that's a perspective that's that's far out on the other side of it. But it's okay to enter into it with a lot of sort of anger, and angst, and again to feel all those things. And um, what I don't want someone to hear in this conversation is us saying something like well, you're going to be better on the other end, you know, so just go through it. And it's not that simple. Yeah. And, and again, that deprives us of the reality of the loss and the reality of the feelings. And I, I sort of abhor the attitudes uh, that try to say, you know, it's going to be okay on, on the other side. That may be true, but that does not help us on this side. Yeah, just totally. Say, gosh, it's okay yeah. on the other side when we get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the difference between optimism and hope. You know, optimists have to think, you know, this is going to help make me stronger on the other side. But hope allows you to go into the deepest, darkest part of it and go, um, one day I'll be, I'll see my daughter again. Yeah. That's hope. Yeah, that's, that's not optim. You know, that's different. There's a difference yeah. there. Um, yeah. And I might not be the same. And I might not even actually be better on the other end. I don't know. But I know I will right. be better in glory. Right. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> that's good. I think that is a real thing. Like I may not in this lifetime necessarily be better on the other end. There will be some works that are accomplished in us through loss. Um, but yeah, it will be different. Yeah. Brett, would you, um, would you pray for us? Would you pray for people who are experiencing loss right now and yeah. um, pain and all that stuff? Yeah. Father, thank you for your great love for us. And thank you for your promises. Thank you for your words um, in Isaiah the prophet that says you wait on high to have compassion on us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, that you are near to the brokenhearted. Thank you, Father, that you know the feeling of loss. Mm. And that you are the God of all comfort who is present in our deepest places of pain. And Dave and I just pray right now for friends listening. We pray, please, Jesus, that you would be truly present in their deepest places of pain and loss. Mm. Please meet them there. We pray that you'd be found by them. We pray that you, Jesus, would become uh, more clearly wonderful in their eyes. I think again of the psalmist who says, um, your love is better than life. What a word for us today. When so many things in our lives are threatened to believe that God, your love is better than life. We ask that that would become real for so many who are suffering right now. And we pray that you keep us, Lord, from the schemes of the enemy, uh, enemy who would want to take advantage of us during these times. We pray that you would keep us from falling um, into the ways of the flesh that would want to do all sorts of things with our loss and that you would just meet us in those places and walk us through them, please, Lord. Mm. Thank you that we can trust you with these things. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you're good. We thank you that you're present in those deepest, darkest places for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.